Time for Tea with Makita is a podcast about redefining self-care. It's about looking at every aspect of our life from music, career, family and relationships and everything in between. It's about spilling tea on those conversations that sometimes are hard to have with other people. Well, we're not ashamed to have those conversations right here. So join me as I spill tea on every topic you ever thought about, talked about, or whispered about. Hey, y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. Hey, it's Makita, and I'm spilling a little tea. Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Then let Buzzsprout help you get started. It's easy, fun, and best of all, you can start for free. Buzzsprout can help you get your message out to all the major podcast channels, as well as give you tips to help you make your podcast a success. Click on the link below or go to buzzsprout.com to get started and join over a thousand podcasters just like me who are already using Buzzsprout. And that's the tea. Welcome back. It is definitely time for some tea. I am so honored to have with me today the beautiful Chantelia here to spill tea on her journey as a single mother, as well as some of the obstacles that she's overcome while finding her voice, the empowerment, and just becoming the woman that she is today. Welcome, Chantelia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it is definitely a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, Your whole story is so inspiring. I mean, you've been through a lot in such a short time, but you've kept your ability to kind of like stay positive, to, to rise above all of that and still, you know, maintain that positiveness. Yes. Um, That was something that was very important to me um, because I guess coming out of my um, my marriage and when I began that separation process, the first thing that really um, became very clear to me was it, it was almost in a sense of like kind of taking my power back because I felt like my power, I had given it away so freely for such a long time that and one of the things in doing and taking my power back is I didn't want to carry around resentment and bitter, bitterness um, because I felt like in doing that, you're still allowing this person to have power over you and control over your emotions and how your day is going. And I I was very adamant about that not being the case. But then also coming from, you know, living in a home with a single mom and and going through all that and, and being in a community of single women, it's like you see that a lot, you know. Sometimes that's just that's the story, you know, that there's the bitterness and resentment and he did this and whatever. And I didn't want to focus on that. I didn't want to focus on what another person did, didn't do what I wanted to, what I chose to focus on was uh, myself, my own healing and looking at uh, taking responsibility from my part and saying, well, where was I that I allowed this in my life? And that was okay. So let me examine that and let me focus on that and do some, some inner work there um, so that I can move forward and be better. And so that's how I've been able to, um, from the start kind of, look at things 
positively, you know, and not kind of sit in this this um, space of negativity. And that's been, yeah, very important to me. As as a product of coming from a single um, family home, like my mom, she was she was it for us. Our father passed away when three months, literally after I was born, my my dad died. And seeing her raise us like it was when I look at it now, it's like, wow, like the strength, the fortitude that she had to overcome is just like amazing, especially uh, in the 80s. You know, she had five kids, none of them over the age of, I think, 10. My oldest brother was about 10, maybe, or or nine. So Mm -hmm. as a single mother yourself, like, um, tell us a little bit about your story and who you are. Yeah. Um, well, first, I just I just think that's like awesome. Even in kind of hearing that story, it just it really is a testament to the strength of um, mothers and motherhood. You know, you really sometimes you feel like I literally can't do this or somebody sometimes people look at you and they're like, well, how are you doing it? And, you know, you just kind of look at them and you're just like, I don't know. I just take one day at a time. <laughs> like you literally you just do it because you're in it. Um but yeah, that's that the strength that I hear from that story is just really amazing. Um, but as far as myself and my journey, so um, I guess just as a backdrop, um, with my mother being a single mom, her whole thing was this is not going to be your life. You're going to do better. You're going to go off. You're going to get the education. You're going to have a good career. You're going to you're going to live the good life, you know, and so because I naturally excelled in school, you know, the two, her motivation, you know, for my life and having better and my natural abilities in school, it just um, created this perfect storm. And so of course I'm on this fast track to, you know, living this, this great life, you know, the, the, the golden child kind of Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) Um, So when I find myself after my divorce, now being a single mom, it was definitely, I think at first I was just so busy, you know, cause I was still, I had went back to flying with Delta. Um, cause at the, not actually separated, I was on maternity leave. So I was like, okay, well, well now I need to go back to work. So I went back to working. So here I am, I have a five month old, a little over a one year old, um, and I'm a single mom and I'm on the road all the time. I'm away from home. And so I'm just literally in go mode constantly for like a solid year. Um, and I think because I was just constantly going and doing, mm-hmm. I never sat down to really, you know, like you kind of almost like avoiding like what's really there and what you're really feeling. You just, you're just going. So you don't even have to think about it. Um, but then the pandemic hits, you know, mm-hmm. and like I was telling you, I had this whole plan when I left Delta that I was going to be doing my health coaching and everything was going to be great. <laughs> I had made this all plan and then a pandemic hits and it showed me, you know, how much in control I, I really was. Right. So yes. last year I was basically forced um, to finally, after a year of being in go mode to sit down and to be still. So I didn't, I wasn't working, you know, I didn't have literally like any distractions. I was at home with my children hmm. and, um, Yeah, after, you know, after that started to set in, I started to kind of freak out a little bit because I was at the time I was living with my dad. And I was so fearful that this was going to be the moment that completely knocked me off course and I wasn't going to be able to recover. Because I was just I had this fear of becoming stuck. I had watched too many people 
in my own family, you know, mm -hmm. um, my community, they have a, a child young, they become a single mom, a single mother, and they may have had all the potential in the world. But after they had that child, everything just went out the window. And I was just so fearful that everything that I had worked for, all of the hard work <laughs> would mm -hmm. have been nothing. And so, so now I'm trying to job search in the middle of a pandemic. Like when I tell you, I couldn't even get a job delivering groceries with ship. Like, I'm just like, wow. what is happening? Like literally. So yeah. <laughs> I was in like crisis mode for a minute because yeah, my identity definitely, um, I, God had to do a lot of work, you know, in that area. Um, but yeah, basically I was forced to sit down and, and to really start dealing with some of the things that were there, some of the insecurities. And I, I hit this wall where I was like, this is not supposed to be my life. This was not supposed to be my story. This is not why I worked so hard. This is not why I stayed up studying and stayed away from the boys and did what they told me to do and, and tried to walk the good walk. Like, Mm -hmm. I did everything I was supposed to do. I wasn't perfect, but I'm just like, I did everything I was supposed to do because on the other end of it, I was promised this, like this flourishing life and I'm not flourishing, you know, <laughs> so, I'm like in like freak out mode. Um, and then at the top of 2020, I just kind of hit a point where I was just like, you know what, God, I give it all to you. I give it all to you. Mm. I tried on my own. I, I literally, I surrender everything to you, my my entire will. All I want for my life is your will to be done. And um, he was still dealing with me. And, you know, even when I would still have my moments of, this is not supposed to be my life. Mm -hmm. One time I kind of hear like, well, what if it is? And I kind of had to stop because it's just like, well, you know, you know, it makes you consider like we, we think that we're so sure, you know, of what our life should look like, but what if that's not what your life was supposed to look like? What if even in the midst of this, there's still purpose in it? What if out of my pain, you know, my, my purpose is developed, then what, you know? Um, so then I, I stopped kind of, um, almost resenting where I was and, feeling like damaged goods and um those sort of things and um needless to say things have been better oh <laughs> um, yeah wow that that was powerful i mean i've been there as as a divorced um i was divorced i was a single mom for you know with two girls so i get it, it it's hard it makes you look at yourself and all those limiting beliefs that, you know, sometimes attach themselves to you, that turning over your life and just, you know, getting down and saying, God, like, take, take the wheel, mm -hmm. you know, you are in control here, guide my steps, you know, and show me where I should be at. You know, I trust you. I believe in you. And through all of that, what was one thing you felt you learned about yourself? Say that not necessarily that I learned about, learned this about myself I knew that I had like this um kind of like kind of like underlying need for perfection mm -hmm. and I think that was because of all the expectations that were placed on me and the expectations that I placed on myself um you know being my own worst critic kind of thing mm -hmm. um and so what I started to realize kind of before this is that um I, I would get like when I would try to do things I get analysis paralysis 
really bad. So I can come up with the greatest ideas. I can have the best ideas and I can even start going and then I just stop because somewhere in my head, it's like, I want to start how I'm going to finish, mm. but I never, I never can fully see the finish line. So I just kind of lose steam and I never start. So, um, I kept doing this and I, it's just like, there's so many things that I want to do and it's just, it's not gaining traction. And, um, I was just kind of getting like kind of frustrated, but that's also when I just kind of laid it all down and was like, you know what, God, you know, best, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. best. you actually created me. So, you know, here I am, I'm out here just trying to like, um, just do all of these things, um, to just make something happen. Basically I was, I was operating out of fear because I was just like, if I just do something, I don't care what it is. As long as I'm doing something, as long as I'm in motion, then I can't fail. Right. Because I'm, I'm doing something, I'm working. But in reality, I wasn't getting any traction because I was just spinning my wheels out of fear of not getting stuck when really I was still stuck. <laughs> I was still stuck. So um, through that, one of the things that I learned from him or one of the things that he taught me um, when I was kind of like dealing with this um, feeling of not feeling like enough. um, He taught me through that, that it's not about me. It's not about my accolades. It's not about how eloquently I talk. It's not about my degrees or anything like it's not about me. So this whole time I'm thinking like, you know, am I enough? Can I be used or whatever? When it's really about him, it's really about, well, who is it that's working in and through me? So when I was able to look at it from that perspective and I was able to surrender everything to him, then that was literally the only thing that alleviated this need for perfection for me. That all of these expectations that I had placed on myself and this pressure I had placed on myself because I had to get it right, right? This time I have to get it right. I can't fail again. Mm-hmm. I can't fail again. So all these expectations that I had placed on myself, I, that, that pressure was relieved because I was like, wow, it's not in my own strength. It's not about me being enough. It's about me just emptying myself and being a willing vessel to be used. Like it's literally that simple. Like if I can, if I can empty myself of my own wheel and my plans and you know all of these brand ideas that I have and I can rest in the plan of the one who made me then I don't have to strive for perfection because he's already perfected it all I have to do is when he gives me a step be obedient and act on it and then he'll give me the next step and so that's that's something that I kind of learned through this process um one of the biggest things that that was big like that was a lot (laughs) I mean seriously like when you you think about like holding on I think we hold on to so many things like um for me like one of the things like when you're talking about fear and just holding on and not being able to just let go and let him like you said use you as that vessel because God moves through you he know what doors you want or need to be opened Mm -hmm. but you also you know you have to, like you said, it's not about you. It's not about, you know, what you've accomplished, how good you talk or speak or what you got or what you don't got. Mm-hmm. It's about being open. And one of my biggest things was always like fear of failure. And 
what other people will say and think about me till I realized that I had failed a lot in life. <laughs> and, and, and through every failure, I have always grown. I've learned something, you know, God has showed me another way, another path. So it was more about him getting me to where he wanted me to go. Because if he would have gave me this straight road of success and everything that I wanted, it would have never helped me to become like who I am today. So I think I kind of like took my word of fear and failure and like transformed them into different meanings to give myself empowerment. Mm -hmm. And it looks like you, you've done the same thing as far as in empowerment goes and, and believing and having that faith. And it shows (laughs) just listening to you, like you can hear like the strength that, that you, that you have. Yeah, I, um, I actually, I, yeah, I definitely agree. And I, so right now I have a, um, a women's Bible study for single moms. That's one of the things that was birthed out of this kind of season of me surrendering, um, as he led me to leading this, this, um, small group. And so we actually talk a lot about, um, that, that idea of our purpose, uh, our, our yeah, purpose being birthed through our pain, you know, and it's, it's not that God is just like, well, you know, mm-hmm. you're going through some things and I hope it works out for you. You know, like he literally, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, you know, he can take it and he can turn it. Like our pain isn't just arbitrary. Even if he never, ever intended us to have to walk through that, he can still use it. And that is just like the beauty of God that literally he can take the most disastrous whatever that you've walked through and through your testimony, through your overcoming, you know, like I always say, if you don't go through it, you can't heal from it. You know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that we try to just like, push our pain away and we try to avoid it but that causes more problems in the end because it's still there (laughs) it's still there harboring it's still there lurking in the corners waiting to pop Mm -hmm. up and sabotage when when something good does come along you know so it causes more problems And so even though we don't want to we have to sit in that space of feeling that hurt and going through it and and getting to the root of of why it's really hurting and and really analyzing our decisions and and saying, well, can I, is there some piece of this where I can take accountability? Because in that there's power, there's power in taking accountability in a situation, because what that does is it gives you the freedom to make different decisions going forward. And so as you like go through this, like healing, and like I said, you, you go through that pain, then on the other end of it, then you can, there is the other end, you know, there is that healing, there is that bright light or whatever. And then that's, that's also where your strength is. Um, so yeah, I've just, I've just learned that, no, it's not pretty going through it. (laughs) You know, it sucks. (laughs) It sucks. And it's okay to say, you know, right, right now things suck, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there is an other side. There is an other side and there's something that you are meant to learn and take away in the midst of all this pain. Um, and so I just, it's a lot about perspective. That's, that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I've learned is just, it's a lot of the times it's about perspective. Does it take the pain away? No. Does it fix whatever is happening? No, but it allows you to go through it with grace and to give mm-hmm. yourself grace as you go through it. Which is so important and forgiveness too, as you mm-hmm. heal to understand that, you know, you're not perfect. Life is not perfect. And 
just giving yourself that permission to just be you, mm -hmm. I think is vital when you're, especially when you're healing and learning how to let go. Cause most people don't know how to really fully let go. And mm -hmm. I must say I was one of those people a while ago, uh, you know, a couple, couple years ago, yeah. I would, I would always pray and be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming to you, God, like, I'm, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let you deal with it. And I would lay it all out there. And by the end of the day, I'm back in that same prayer. I'm like, I mean, I trust you. I know you're going to make it happen, but you know, I just want to reiterate that. Like, I kind of like need this. <laughs> I trust you though. And it's like, well, you're not really trusting if you yeah, keep like, coming back. You really, you really trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I agree with that. Yeah, we like lay it down and then we pick it back up and say, Why is it God? You know, let me pick it back up for a second. And then we'll start to like lay it back down. And he's just like, Just lay it down and leave it on, please. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he was sick of me for a moment. Like, this girl didn't pray like six times today <laughs> for the same thing. And I keep telling her, You know, I got you. <laughs> and she knows it, but she keeps coming back. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So when it comes to kind of letting go, is there, you know, any, any tips that, you know, any word of advice as far as being able to get to that place and to just say, Hey, I, I let it go. Like I'm letting this stay here and I'm trusting and believing. Um, I think literally it's just, it's just that simple, you know, how, um, Joshua, you know, he's always, uh, well, one of the things that he said um, is he said that big changes don't require big leaps. Mm -hmm. Always stuck with me. You know, sometimes we think in order to have these these monumental changes in our lives, we have to do something drastic. You know, mm -hmm. literally, you don't. So, like when it comes to this specifically, it's literally as simple as God. Here you go. Mm -hmm here you go. I don't want to be the God of my life anymore. I don't want to be the God of part of my life anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had this revelation and I was like, um, how in the world are we supposed to find our life's purpose without consulting the one who gave us life? But we do it every day. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, I was probably, I was made by something, you know, you know, God made me, but I got it from here. And that's literally how we live our lives. Like as if we weren't literally mm -hmm. here for a very specific purpose, a very specific mission, you know, <laughs> like we just say, nah, God, I got it. And that's how we live our lives. But it's literally as simple as just recognizing, wait, hey, I'm not the God of my life and I don't want to be the God of my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in control. You know, that's like my four-year-old just being like, you know what, mom, I got it. I'll just, I'll just continue raising myself from here. <laughs> like, after a few days, it's going to be like, mommy, I don't want to be the parent anymore. I need you to take control again. You know, it's like that. It's like, you know, it's just so ridiculous sometimes if we really think about it, but it, it really is as simple as that. And I'm telling you, there's so much freedom in it. Because like I said, now I don't have to worry about if I have the perfect plan, because guess what? I've gotten it wrong before. I've gotten it wrong many times. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, I don't know best. We think we know best, but we don't know best. But if I partner with the one who actually knows best, 
who actually had planned my best and my ideal life since, you know, before I was even here, before the foundations of the earth, then yeah, I would much rather rest in that plan. (laughs) Yes. It has been able, I have been able to find my peace again. I have been able to find my joy again. I have been able to just enjoy my children more because before I'm carrying around the world of my the, the world on my shoulders and I'm walking around like everything is on my shoulders you know mm-hmm. and the money and the raising and the, the, the discipline in them and making sure that they're eating their veggies and mm-hmm. all my potty training you know <laughs> on my shoulders and that's how I was walking around them the whole time God is like well you know I can help you with some of that like mm-hmm. all you have to do is ask like if you ask I'm here I'm, I'm just waiting on you to ask because I'm not going to force myself on you Mm -hmm. I want I want you to come to me out of your own heart not because I forced you or coerced you to come to me I want you to come to me because out of the sincerity of your heart you recognize the value of coming to me you know and I can help you and so literally like it you know it wasn't like a snap my finger and overnight it's still a process but like daily I can see changes happening I can see growth happening and I can see myself um, this this fortitude within myself because um, I know whose plan that I'm following and I know that finally now I'm stepping in to his purpose for me and it's it's such a beautiful feeling to 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 have like those desires of your heart finally being realized and you know now you're finally heading towards you know an an ultimate goal of like mm-hmm. realization you know, just spinning your will so yeah it's a it's a beautiful feeling. It is. Um, Knowing who you are and walking in purpose is very empowering and strengthening because with that, knowing who you are, there's, when you talk to people who know who they are, they are the, you can just feel the energy around them, the peacefulness, like it's something about them that is so special, so unique. And it just draws you to these people. Like it's amazing. So with everything that, you know, that you do, what is one way that you make sure that you practice self-care for yourself? Uh, Well, you know what? Most recently, um, I have started to just um, invest in myself, you know, and I've never been like... (laughs) I've never been a person where it's just like, oh, the clothes and the shoes and the, you know, whatever. Like I went to private schools a lot. So a lot of those uniforms and, you know, whatever. So I just kind of never got into that stuff. Um, and then, you know, even, even when I was married, it's like, no, nah, I could pay a bill. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal or now, especially it's like, what, go get my nails done. Like <laughs> I can go to Walmart, get some press ons. And I can put that money in savings or I can save that away because I don't know what could hit me, you know, and I need some money to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that a part of um, God working with me on my identity and my worth and my value, that's that's honestly been a part of it. Um, just recognizing that, hey, like, it's okay. It's okay to to treat yourself. It's okay to, you know go buy yourself 
a nice outfit or whatever because my closet is pitiful it's absolutely <laughs> pitiful you know <laughs> my friend she like came over and she was like wow like I didn't know it was this bad <laughs> I'm like yeah I mean like I, it's we've been in a pandemic like I don't go anywhere besides the gym you know like it's where am I gonna wear it anyways so um yeah just being like you know what you're worthy enough to take the time to go and sit down and get your nails done, you know, mm -hmm. and for the rest of the, the week or the two weeks or whatever, when you look down, you, your nails aren't like chipped and falling apart and cuticles <laughs> aren't all dry or whatever. Like it's okay to like value yourself in that way. Um, so for me, that's just been a, something that I've been doing um, of just not prioritizing everything and everyone else above myself like taking those very intentional moments to say hey Shatila you matter and let's let's do something like special for yourself or whatever um that's been like the most recent thing that I've been doing just like those little things I absolutely love that yeah. <laughs> and yeah my closet looks about the same I have nothing but workout pants <laughs> so tell me about your group that you have as well you have um a is this uh is this an online group or no so the um the bible study that i lead that's through my church um, mm -hmm. but i guess outside of it so it's a group for single moms the first um the first nine weeks we did we went through this um book that like the church provided about um the foundation like basically building your foundations mm -hmm. um, in Christ. And so we, we took a couple weeks off uh, and that was my first time ever doing anything like that. And I was like, I don't really know what to do now, but they wanted to keep going. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the ladies suggested this book called the single mom's challenge. So I was like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. So we took a couple, we took a couple weeks off and then we geared back up. And I think this is like our third week. Um, oh. And so now we're going through a book called The Single Moms Challenge. And so now we're talking more, um, like before we were talking more like Bible, scripture and whatever, which is great. And I love it. But now we have opportunity to talk more life and like hard stuff and like what mm -hmm. you're going through and like really speaking um, to some of the very particular things that like single moms have to go through um, mm -hmm. speaking life into them in that way. And so from that, um, I guess, like I said, you know, you, you be obedient, God gives you one thing, you be obedient, he'll give you the next. So the next mm -hmm. thing he's given me was to host a workshop and it literally, it came together so quickly. Like I didn't really have time to like put it out there and you know, whatever. Um, but the way that he literally brought it together from like giving me the, the title for it to having them give me the building to use for free, like it literally- wow. $150 an hour to free. And not only that, it's they provided the snacks and refreshments and then told me, hey, anytime you want to come back and have something, come back. And we're oh, amazing. Um, so literally it was just like such a divine thing. Um, so I just had that yesterday actually. Uh, and that was just like, it was just like such a God thing, such a God moment. And um, so, yeah, from there now, you know, I'm just in a space where um, I'm just putting myself out there more, talking to more wonderful people like you, um, still <laughs> that Bible study group. And then um, I'm going to start doing more of these like seminars and talks. And I was invited to um, host like this um, baby shower 
like 2.0 kind of event. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty cool. But ultimately, just getting back to immersing myself in environments with moms, because that's really my heart and that's my passion. Um, and I, what you said earlier about people telling you, like you weren't going to let people tell you what you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, that is everything. And mm-hmm. I would say that was my exact sentiment when this passion was birthed in me um, back in 2017. So after I had my son that February, um, I was on maternity leave and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do real estate during this time. And so um, I go mm-hmm. and I'm working in investment real estate at this, it's the culture, it's like young frat boy kind of office. And so here I come, <laughs> you know, young mom and wife, <laughs> only female agent they've ever hired. So it's there, you know, kind of like, you know, how do we deal with a girl in the office? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was so competitive in there because that was the culture. It was like, when a new home became available, it was like, I mean, within 30 minutes, an hour, that thing was getting sold because that's, that's how I worked. It was first come first serve kind of thing. And they loved it. Of course, like I said, young frat boy kind of culture, mm-hmm. they were all over it. And so they, they could stay up to midnight, you know, <laughs> with clients or searching for clients or whatever. I couldn't, I had to come back home to a husband and, and a like a five, six month year old or five or six months old. Um, and so during this time, it's like where things came to a head within my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very specifically felt like, um, well, you can either have this career or you could be a good mom and wife. But unfortunately, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. I was told specifically, um, no, you can't have it all. You mm-hmm. can't have it all. Um while at the very same time, I was watching the fallout of my mom. So um, both at that, like around all of this time, my, like I had, you know, graduated. Now I'm like out of the house. I have a whole family now. My sister's left the house. And so here my mom is left by herself and she's devoted her entire everything to just being a mom and pouring into us and her, her worth and her identity being wrapped up into just being a mom. So now we're gone and I'm watching the fallout of that and being in your forties and being like, well, I don't know what I like. And I don't know what I'm passionate about. Like my whole world for the last 20, 22, 23 years has been about raising children. So now what do I do with myself? So I'm watching this happen while I'm literally in the environment where where I'm feeling like I'm forced to be like, do you want a career or do you want to be a good wife and mom? And so what that did is it just birthed this fire in me that, no, I can have it all. I can have it all. And I'm so sick of women and, and, and mothers specifically feeling like, well, you have a baby now. So, oh, well, it's mm-hmm. not about whatever dreams and passions and goals you had. Oh, well, you should have thought about that before you had kids. You know, <laughs> to this day when I, when I kind of, people will maybe still specifically tell me like, well, you know, it's, you know, it's not about you, you know, it just every time this like fire, like, like builds up in me and it's like, I want to just like explode. Cause I'm just like, like, what do you mean? You know, <laughs> yes, I had to re- like, you know, first and foremost, I am Shatila and God sent me here for a reason, for a purpose. And yes, being a mother is a part of that, but that isn't 
my everything now. That's not my sole purpose on being here right now. And for some people, yes, that might be the case. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. But for the vast majority of women, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And too often we're forced to just put down everything that we've ever cared about just because we have other people to take care of. And we completely forget about ourselves and the things in our hearts and that fire burns out. And then we just kind of deal with it. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, that's that's my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that I'm is so true. <laughs> No, that, that is so true all the time. Like, um, when I introduce myself, well, people ask me like, Oh, so who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm just Makita, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's some other, you know, some things that I do, but they're not necessarily who I am. Right. So, you know, I don't always like to be defined that way. You know, I'm just me. I love, I think you did a couple of videos that I really liked. <laughs> very, very motivational, very inspirational. How can people follow you and stay connected to you? Yeah, so the best place would be Instagram, um, mm-hmm. which is C-H-A-T-E-L-A-M-O-N-A-E. Um, that would be the best place. Now, I'll tell you, I'm not this person who was like daily content every other day. I'm like post- <laughs> But when I do post, I really try to make it pack a punch. And I really try to um, have value in the things that I and I post. Um, and so, but now that I'm starting to um, step into more things and connect with more people and start doing events and, you know, whatnot, then I am, that would be, as of now, the best place to, to find out, like, what I'm doing, you know, if I'm doing anything virtual, um, I don't know. I'm still kind of waiting on God to give me more direction. And so, you know, as he reveals things to me, I'll definitely be sharing. And um, this is just kind of like the beginning of my journey being like rewritten and heard the stories like still being written. Um, so we just, that would be the best place. Um, yeah. And I would, I would love to connect with people on there. And I'm definitely like, I'm an open book and I'm like, willing to talk to people about anything. I do have some content on um, YouTube as well. It's the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. um, Shatila Monet, it's the same handle. Um, yeah, but that would be, and then of course, like if, you know, anybody wanted to email me about anything specific, then um, I would love to have that. But I'm in the Atlanta area. So if anybody's in the Atlanta area um, and wants to like join the the um, Bible study or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, then um I would love to have you. <laughs> definitely. Well, I have my brothers um, down in Atlanta, so um, <laughs> I will definitely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. And it was just an honor to have you here, just bringing so much light and positivity to the show. You were definitely an inspiration. And I'm hoping everyone else, you know, caught that flame, caught that light and really help your story to motivate them and encourage them to be able to kind of let go, to go to God, to find that purpose and let him move you through those stages. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Cause yeah, that's, that's all I want to do is just to like, to, to spread that of just like moms, listen, we're going to survive. We're not just going to survive through motherhood. You know, we're going to really cultivate environments where we can thrive. That's, that's like my biggest thing. And then, yeah, just 
just submitting your will to God and being obedient to him and asking him because he will show up. He will not just leave you out there. Like he will, if you like really diligently seek him, he will give you the answers that you're looking for. Even if it's sometimes a little silent or it might be taking longer than you expected, you know, it's okay. Just, just wait it out, you know? Um, so thank you for giving me the opportunity to just share that message and to talk to your listeners. Um, and I just hope that you keep doing what you're doing and building this community that you're uh, building. And I just can't wait to see where it goes for you and how it grows for you. So, you know, from one mama to another, <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I am proud of you. And like you say, your story is still being written. So there is a lot more to go. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but I feel so inspired and empowered by just listening to Chantelle's story of strength, of fortitude, the ability to know when to let go of the things that are no longer serving you and to ask for help. I think we all have a story to tell and we've all been through so much. It is empowering to hear that you're not alone, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I just feel so moved by her story. And I hope that it has empowered you in a way that is inspiring to let you know that your story is also not finished. It is still in the, in the making. So just keep going, keep pushing. You're not done yet. Now, as we move into today's tea of the week, it is jasmine with flowers. Now, this is a delicious green tea, and it has this nice, subtle floral character that just makes it feel so good and is so light and refreshing. You can find jasmine with flowers and my other tea blends on beautifullyunbalanced.com slash shop. Get yours today. Now, also, if you have any topics that you want to have discussed on Time for Tea with Makita, email me your topics. I would love to hear the things that you guys want to talk about. So email me at time, T-H-Y-M-E, the number four, T, and Makita, M-I-K-I-T-A, at gmail.com. Well, that is all the delicious tea that we have to spill today. Join me next week as we spill some more hot, delicious tea. Until next time, namaste.